and welcome to the very last edition, maybe not of all time, but at least for this season of Best on the Board. Welcome. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. I'm Chris Meany, joined by Michael Beller. What's up, Beller? Nothing much, Meany. I'm feeling good. I'm excited for this Super Bowl. Uh, I, you know, we've been two weeks now almost without a football game. We're gonna, we had to wait for this one, but man, I mean, this is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl matchup, I feel like, in, in like 10 years. Right, this is going to be an awesome matchup. Sorry, not sorry that the Patriots aren't in this one. It's going to be a, a ton of fun, I think. And uh, two great teams, been maybe the two best teams all season. It's been a long time, I feel like, since we got that. Two teams that we can feel confident in saying that about. Two new teams, new blood. Just love everything about this Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, I like it too. It's a lot of kind of strength on strength. We'll get into that in a little bit. One team, obviously, really strong offensively and one team really strong defensively so we're of, of course you're here to get the picks we're going to talk about some props we got some fun props we got some game props we got some anthem props we got some gatorade stuff we got some cross sport we got everything here i on love the cross sport this... stuff man i'm such a sucker for the cross sport props yeah i i am too i like it a lot so there's we're really kind of hitting all all the sports here we got some college ball some nba uh, some PGA this time last year was I was at the Waste Management Open and I took in um, a, a hole 16, one of the best sports experiences of my life. So we got a prop there for hole 16. And then I went to Vegas for the Super Bowl and it was awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst games I had ever watched. And you and I talked off air about the past Super Bowls and there's been some that have been good. Um, you know, some that really stand out. Just a couple of years ago when we had the Patriots and Eagles, that was a right. fun game, high scoring. And then last year was the, the lowest scoring Super Bowl so of all boring. time. And it was, I was in Vegas and I was bored, yeah. man. Like, come on. The, like, the only thing worse than that Super Bowl was the people after it insisting that it was just a great football game. And if you didn't like it, you don't understand football. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> on. I heard somebody say, well, the fourth quarter was good. Oh, great. Okay, the fourth quarter was if the, good. If, we if we're going to live on the fourth quarter, it needs to be the, uh, the Steelers-Cardinals Super Bowl fourth quarter. If we're going to live on one quarter of football. Yeah, that that was a good one for sure. That whole run from the Cardinals was awesome. I remember that in, in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, they had a heck of a fourth quarter there too as well. So lots to get into in this show. If this is the first time that you've, you're have you joining us, well, we appreciate it. You missed the whole where season, been? but we're, we're, where have you been? <laughs> we're, we're thankful that you're here with us to, to get the, the littlest edge. Hopefully you get something out of this show that – that solidifies your picks, your props, whatever it is that you want to bet on. Maybe you just like football and you just want to hear, um, you know, Beller and I go back and forth. So we we still would like you to rate, review, subscribe. We hope that this show is back next year and you can be a part of it as well. Uh, you can still get 40% off because there's lots of greatness at The Athletic right now, over 150 plus podcasts, articles every single day. So you head over to theathletic.com slash best on the board. It'll get you 40% off a subscription. You can check out Rates and Barrels with Dino Saris and DVR, Derek Van Riper. It's really baseball time at The Athletic. We will have a, a fantasy baseball draft guide launching in days, so stay tuned for that. You'll see that. You can get absolutely every podcast, every article. I'm doing a couple baseball um, selfishly. I'll promote a couple <laughs> that I produce, and we'll throw it over to you because I know you're a busy man as well, Beller. Um, but there's been a lot happening in baseball. If you are a baseball fan, I mean, we had Sterling Marte get flipped, so Rob Beer Temple and Steven Nesbitt, Yin's above replacement, all about the Pirates. You want to know who they got in, in return, if it was the right move, what they're going to do, and and the struggles of being a Pirates fan with that low payroll. <laughs> and then the other side, another sticking inside the NL Central with C. Trent Rosecrans and Paul Daniel Jr., WARP in Cincinnati. They're making a lot of moves. So Nick Castellanos in there as well. So lots of fantasy baseball stuff, and then you're doing some college basketball stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, fantasy baseball pods coming as part of that draft kit, so be on the lookout next week. Uh, really excited to get going in the baseball world, and obviously with uh, with the Super Bowl this Sunday, people really start to turn their attention to college basketball NCAA tournament, the next big signpost on the sports calendar. And we've got a couple of uh, shows going. One that relates directly to that, that is called Bracket Madness. That is me and our bracketologist, Brian Bennett. Uh, once a week, every week, he and I talk all things bracket. So check that out. We've got a new show coming on Friday. And then twice a week, Miles Moore Madness with Tim Miles, former Nebraska coach, and CJ Moore, one of our great college basketball reporters here. Those two guys talking about basically all the goings on in college basketball. If it's in the news, we're going to be talking about it on that show. We've got a new one of those coming on Thursday, tomorrow of this week. So uh, go ahead. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to like both of those shows, Miles Moore Madness and Bracket Madness. 
Nice. I like it. You give Beller a follow at M Beller, myself at Chris Meany. An article just came out about an hour ago. We're talking to you guys on a Wednesday afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this over at the athletic, just coaches and coordinators offer insights and picks for the Super Bowl. So lots of great stuff in there as well. So again, the slash best in the board. will get you a 40% off. Should we dive in? We'll dive in, I guess a little bit to a couple weeks ago, the audit only because, you know, in, in the division round, I couldn't buy a win. <laughs> And then I actually had a pretty decent weekend. Yeah. It was four for four with the overs and, and the two picks. KC San Fran, you're on the Green Bay side of things. Again, the Chiefs just spotting the Titans a huge lead, and they were able to come back pretty easily, put up a lot of points, and then that game was out of hand towards the end of it. But even being on the Niners, I was still a little shocked that it basically went the exact same way as it did earlier in the year, and it, the game was over early. So was I. So was I. I mean, at least uh, at least Rodgers and the Packers made a little hay out of the spread late in the game, and uh, at least that wasn't uh, a total loss. Uh, at least we got a little bit of excitement out of that. But, man, I mean, San Francisco with the best team wire-to-wire in the NFC all year. They had to go through every single team that challenged that throne at least somewhat. And they did it, right? I mean, beating the, the Seahawks in the regular season, that was a, a split there. But beating the Saints in the regular season, beating the Packers twice, every single team that came to them, they took them down. They deserve to be in this spot. And again, just another reason why I, I'm so excited for Sunday to get here. And so excited for these props, man. We got This has been long enough. We got to start talking props. Yeah, let's get into props. But you're right about the Niners. I mean, 3-0 is one-point dogs this season, 5-0 and against the spread as an underdog as well. A lot of people, not just Vegas, but a lot of other people, it took them a long time to completely buy in. And they joined the 1988 Bengals and 99 Rams. This is the third team to reach the Super Bowl after winning four or fewer games the previous season. So it's been a heck of a turnaround in San Fran if you are a Niners fan. But, yeah, let's get into the props. You want to have some f- do the fun ones first. Let's do the we'll fun ones some, first. Let's roll through those. The anthem? Yeah. You want to roll through the anthem? Yeah. Okay, so Demi Lovato singing the <laughs> anthem, the over-under, two minutes. Over is minus 250. The under is plus 170. Do you have a feel at all, and will you actually bet it? I and mean, we'll have some fun here with these props. I mean, there's the heads and, and tails. Like, that that kind of stuff I won't put my money on, but there's mm-hmm. a little bit of research behind this anthem. Yeah, I actually do have a little bit of a feel on this one. I like okay. the over, and the over is favored. I mean, the over is a pretty comfortable favorite here, and I think with good reason, and even though you've got to pay the minus 250 to get it, I kind of like it, uh, right? We've seen uh, Demi Lovato is no stranger to big sporting event national anthems. She's done a handful of them in her career. Uh, the last one, at least the last one that I saw, was a uh, was a uh, the the Mayweather McGregor uh, boxing match, and she went comfortably over two minutes in that one. And even ones where she's gone under, she seems to be a fan of taking pauses. Uh, in the middle of stanzas, in between stanzas, and the fact that this is going to be on a huge stage in a huge uh, stadium in Miami, I really do think that this is going to be one where those uh, pauses are going to be not just part of her style, but almost necessary just because of the elements surrounding her. So because of all that, because of the type of singer she is and just the, the moment that is going to be before her, I think the over is a pretty good play here. Yeah, I got to give some some props to my guy, Giles Gallant, who works for Odd Shark, and only because he does some fantastic work over there. And I actually went to college with him, radio and television uh, on the East Coast hey. in 2004. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's doing well in the business. And we were, we were back and forth on this actually a couple weeks ago because he had a column at Odd Shark just diving into a, a lot about what you're talking about on, the, on a big stage and, and her recent performances, 212 in that Mayweather and McGregor boxing match and you're talking about dragging out words well she also sang the national anthem at the world series between the mets and the Orioles in 2015 and she held brave for a long time <laughs> milking that clock is Gallant wrote and just checked in under at 158 so i think that this is definitely the biggest stage she's ever been on yeah. so i would say i'm with you on the over. I think it just gets over. And again, just a shout out to Glamp because he had some, some history here with just national anthems, Super Bowl 43, Jennifer Hudson, 210. Remember Alicia Keys in, in Super Bowl 47, 235. Yeah. Of course you have the piano. Out yeah. There. Right. She's going to bring a whole musical flourish to it that not <laughs> yeah, a lot of other people are. <laughs> the longest anthem <laughs> of all time. Lady, Lady Gaga in there as well at 209. So I'm with you. I like the over and it's, it's always, not, it's not my favorite part, obviously, of the Super Bowl, but it's cool. It's a good start, right? Nice. Everyone's got the clock out. It's like cross it off your sheet. <laughs> yeah. If you're in your own little pools, in your football pools, it's like, ah, 
darn, I'm off to a bad start already. I picked over and sunder, but I, I'm with you. I, I like the over. What are some other fun ones that that are on your radar? So I was looking uh, at uh, at Odd Shark because I feel like they've got a, a really fun list. So uh, shout out to your friend for sure. And uh, they had a lot of commercial props. Which commercial is going to be played first? And a few of them actually jumped out at me. One of them is uh, Cheetos vs. Heinz. Uh, and it's not the Frito-Lay company. It's just a specific Cheetos commercial. Cheetos at plus 120, Heinz at minus 160. Going back just through my memory bank of recent Super Bowls, I feel like there's a Doritos commercial in that first break every single year, right? I mean, they always, Frito-Lay <laughs> yes. always puts up Doritos, right? They put up the big boy. They get their, uh, you know, their, if Frito-Lay were a, were a baseball team, they're hitting Mike Trout leadoff. Right, they're not they're not waiting around for the middle of the order to get their their heavy hitter in there. So, I feel like we're not going to see two free to lay commercials. <clears throat> excuse me, two free to lay commercials in that first commercial break. So, I like Heinz here at the minus one sixty to be shown first over Cheetos. All right, okay, I, I, I take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, I. You, I it always seems, you're right, it always seems to be a Doritos commercial. Every, every single year there does seem to be one, but you're with Heinz. Okay. I like it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 on, I'm on board with this one. you got to have some fun with the Super Bowl, right? I mean, we're going to have a ton of fun with the game itself, of course, but you get this chance yes. once a year. You don't get to bet on which commercial is going to be played first in the uh, Week 5 Thursday night game between Tennessee and Jacksonville <laughs> that we know is coming for sure. Right? You only get to do something like this once a year, so you really got to indulge it. All right, so Heinz. Heinz for the win. Minus one sixty. Uh, anything else that jumps out to you? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm loath to bring uh, to bring politics into this, but uh, uh, first commercial between uh, Donald Trump and Michael Bloomberg, a couple of uh, guys who are going to be running for president in 2020. Uh, I like Bloomberg here, man. At plus 205, Trump is a heavy favorite, minus 310. Uh, you know, Bloomberg's got that Bloomberg money. Uh, this guy uh, is sparing no expense. It's uh, you know maybe the reason he's in the race to begin with uh, at all is because he's got that money to spend on it. Um, I think at plus two hundred five you're getting great value because he can he can plunk down uh, pretty much uh, anything he needs to to be sure he's in one of those prime spots, right? It's not just a flat rate across the board. There are some spots that are going to cost a little bit more than others, and Bloomberg's got the the wallet to make sure he gets himself in one of those prime spots. So I do like the value that we're getting on Bloomberg at plus two hundred five. Yeah, I mean, if you're big into politics, uh, Odd Shark, you gave the shout out. There's a, there is a ton here, and I'm not huge. Obviously, I live north of the border, so I'm not huge on the the U.S. politics. I, I understand the game and what's going on, but there's a ton here. Like, will Donald Trump tweet his over under for tweets February second at thirteen and a half? <laughs> will he attend the game? Uh, you mentioned the commercial. Will he tweet congratulations to the winner? Will the team visit the White House? There, there's a lot of that. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? <laughs> there's just like a like a ridiculous, right? There's there's a, a ton. There's so many random props. It's it's nuts. Jake brought one up too, and and we're not going to get too much into the halftime. I don't think we have a favorite halftime one, but Jake brought it up. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, because or it's going to be, um, it's going to be Shakira? Shakira and Lopez, and it was outfit changes between the two. <laughs> it was like five and a half, and I don't know, wow. maybe five and a half. Right? Five and a half seems a lot. I mean, right? How long but is the halftime show? Like thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes, probably. Something yeah, like that? they. I mean, that's a lot of outfits. That's a lot that's, of outfit it's, changes. It's definitely, I mean, three probably from from Lopez, and you think Shakira. <laughs> wants to get in on the game as well yeah. like one or two you gotta so. assume though that they'll both have their time on stage where they're the only one on stage so one of them can be changing outfits pretty easily while the good other call. one is you know carrying the tune that's, yeah, a, that's, that's what i'm call. saying it's a fun it's um, a fun one it's a it's a great one it is a fun one we're getting out of commercials but there are also a couple cool ones that i wanted to throw out uh, how many commercials will run during the Super Bowl? Ninety-two and a half. I mean, that's crazy to even think about. Ninety-two and a half. Uh, it seems like a isn't lot. That Which no- commercial- isn't that knowable almost? Yeah, I I don't know. Right? I, like, I mean, I suppose. Right? If you really dig deep. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. they wouldn't be offering the, um, the uh, Vegas isn't in the business of offering free money, but I feel like that one's almost <laughs> knowable, borderline knowable. Yeah, Vegas knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. they're good at making money. They built huge buildings there. <laughs> They 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 really know what's going on. Over to Gatorade bath. So this one's a fun one. Yeah. I usually get involved with this one. So red plus one twenty five favorite. We got lime slash green slash yellow plus two fifty. We have clear slash water boring boring five fifty. Yeah, orange <laughs> five seventy five. Clear water like come on boring. I purple six hundred blue six seventy five. I feel like 
it's got to be red, doesn't it? I mean, both teams have red in their logo. They both wear a little bit of red. I, I mean, is that too obvious? Am I overthinking this? I mean, just because they have red in their logo doesn't mean that they're, they're going to have red Gatorade, I mean, which okay, is objectively so the worst of the original flavors. Right? Isn't <laughs> What's it? your favorite flavor? Oh, lemon lime for sure. Uh, so you have a lemon lime allergy. Oh, so it can't I'm be pretty, yours. Uh, pretty random like that. No, I lo- I'm purple, man. Yeah. I love purple. Well, I'm, I'm talking to the. I mean, lemon lime is still my favorite, but red's the worst of the original, right? If you're talking fruit I would punch, agree with lemon that. lime, and orange, like that, that yes. red it almost tastes like medicine. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I never, ever buy red. Yeah. But I do like the I mean, purple. What's I Vegas like purple thinking here, blue, though? Right? Glacier Freeze you, and uh, what, what's the okay. name of the purple? You know, off the top of your grape. head? Just oh, just grape? Sort of grape. Some sort of grape. I mean, I like no, just grape. It's got a cool name to it, like Glacier it, Freeze. Yeah, it may. Yeah. I'm not up on the names, but <laughs> I, it's grape flavor. So I, I think that's that's kind of why I like it. I've been a, a big grape guy in my day. But So why do you think red is favorite here? You don't think it has anything to do with colors? Oh, no, of course. Popular... Of course, it's got to have something to do with the team colors and just the fact that it's a, a standard Gatorade color that's going to be available. So uh, for those two reasons, I think that that's why it's favored, but I like the, uh, I like the lime slash green slash yellow uh, as the, as the play here um, for a few. So I, I spent some time Googling um, Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes favorite flavors of Gatorade because, <laughs> you know, I think the chiefs are going to win and we'll talk about that obviously a little bit. Uh, but so I spent some time looking around, trying to find an edge in that way, and there wasn't a whole lot on Mahomes out there, but there was on Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid okay. uh, having uh, been spotted drinking a uh, lemon-lime fl- flavor of Gatorade earlier this season uh, oh. when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl uh, with Andy Reid as their coach. They doused him with lemon-lime Gatorade with a yellow or a green or a lime, whatever it uh, whatever it might be. So because of that, because of the fact that you know, Andy Reid is a huge storyline here, right? Uh, a guy who has just been a monumentally successful head coach at two different places in his career, uh, a number of trips to championship games, just one trip to the Super Bowl, no Super Bowl wins. Uh, he is going to be, it's going to be a win it for the Gipper sort of situation for Andy Reid. So uh, I got a feeling that uh, if anyone's calling the shots on Gatorade flavor for the Chiefs, it's going to be Andy Reid, and there is going to be a Gatorade bath if they win it. So I'll take uh, Reid's short history with Gatorade baths into account here and, and say that at plus 250, I'm willing to throw a little cash on lime slash green slash yellow. Man, Beller, you're coming in hot. <laughs> you've, you've done some I've research. I've done some research, you're, man. Digging up the Gatorade f- colors of Andy Reid and what he likes, I think Reid should focus on the game. And, um, well, yeah, he doesn't need what? much time to be like, yeah, lemon lime, I'm awesome. I'm Andy Reid. Of course, lemon lime is my favorite flavor. It's the best flavor of Gatorade there is. Let's throw some of that in the coolers. And we know how good he is out of buys and anytime he has a couple <laughs> yeah, weeks right? to prepare, right? <laughs> so he didn't need too much time here. Um, and by the way, rain berry for, for purple. Rain berry? I just looked it up on the, on the fly here. Yeah, rain berry. How awesome would it be? I would love to be the guy who names Gatorade flavors. <laughs> With some good ones here, like Glacier Freeze. Yeah, Glacier Freeze is a cool one. That's a cool one. Mango Extremo. Ooh, Extremo. Extremo. Um, that, that sounds like it should be a Mountain Dew flavor. Yeah. Um, cool Blue is just yeah. cool blue. Cool Blue. Cool Blue. It's like, it's a, it's like a darker blue. blue than the Glacier Freeze. Yeah. Um, okay, so you are going with lime, green, and yellow. I am. I'm, I'm going to go with red. I think it's I think it's just red, but, man, <laughs> would it just throw everybody off if it was just clear water? It would. It would for sure, but I feel like the you like you got to have gate. I mean, right? You're gonna have the Gatorade out there. You need these guys are gonna need the electrolytes. It's Miami. It's gonna be hot. I don't care that it's February second when this game's being played. Like you need the electrolytes back in your body. You can't just be putting only water in your. Yeah, you're right about that. There was also a prop. I was, (laughs) geez, I should have brought up the odds because it was ridiculous. Actually, you couldn't even bet on no power outage. (laughs) Because <laughs> you remember the 49ers and the Ravens with the power outage? Of course. Yeah. Uh, power, you couldn't even bet on no because the odds is just too ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that, that, there's so many odds. So we're well, obviously we've, we've given the shout out to Odd Shark. We've, we're we're going to get into some player props here. We've got some from Westgate. Um, there's ton betonline.ag, bet365, of course, Bodog, North Border, wherever you are. Uh, lots of good stuff. But before we get into the player props and into the game, just want to take a quick break here because it all does come down to this. Super Bowl 54, who's going to be hosting the trophy and spraying champagne when it's all said and done? 
got the Niners and the Chiefs, of course. Their season will end on a winning note, and yours can too. This is your last chance to play fantasy football till next season with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from Super Bowl 54, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code RUN will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar payday. Get in on the Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now and enter code RUN during sign up. For a limited time, all new users will get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code RUN and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And on the throwback today with Jake Seeley and Brad Ziegler, Jake gave out a little bit of his lineup, and he was rocking two quarterbacks. He's rocking the both. He liked the both. Yeah, so I think he thinks it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, too. Yeah, and, well, we'll get into the, the lines in just a little bit, but I think a lot of people do, and I agree with you. I mean, it opened up at 51, and it's it's jumped up since then. A lot of people were hammering me over right off the get-go. Okay, so player and team props. There's a lot of, There's a lot here that we can get into. We've just really picked our favorites, some fun ones here, some long shots that will quick hit, and we mentioned cross sports too. So I'll let you take it away. Out of all the ones that you've listed here, which one's your favorite? Which one do you think is the lock? Out of all the ones that I've listed here, I think my favorite is probably – um, a, a dual Patrick Mahomes one. So uh, will Mahomes throw a touchdown in the first quarter? Will Mahomes throw a touchdown in the third quarter? First quarter is plus 145. Third quarter is plus 130. And I'm going to be making both of those bets. And here's my thinking, Meanie. Uh, we know for sure the Chiefs are getting the ball first in, at least in, in one of those quarters, right? Either they uh, either they kick off to start the game or they re- re- uh, kick off to start the third, right? right? Either way, they're getting the ball first in one of those quarters. Uh, so you're bas- you got to assume at least two possessions in one of those quarters. And give Patrick Mahomes two possessions. I pretty much want to bet that he's going to throw a touchdown pass on one of the two of them. So I'm going to make both those bets. Maybe I hit both. Maybe I just hit one. I feel pretty good about hitting one uh, and already coming out ahead on both of those, even if I don't hit the other one. So I really like that one. Patrick Mahomes to throw a touchdown in the first quarter, plus 145. In the third quarter, plus 130. This is Patrick Mahomes. He's going to do it in one of the quarters. And if he does it in one, you're already coming out ahead regardless of what happens in the other. It's actually my favorite one, too. <laughs> and, uh, spoiler alert, I'm I'm not in the Chiefs, but I agree with a lot of your points. And I, when I was looking through on bet on betonline.ag, there was a lot of this, you know, the first quarter touchdowns, the, the first passes, the first completion, um, all of that. And it just, Mahomes really stood out to me. And, and so did Jimmy Garoppolo at plus 265. And I know he's coming off a game where he only threw the ball eight times. Look, they only had to throw the ball eight mm-hmm. times. Like, credit mm-hmm. to Shanahan and not even having to really dive into his playbook at all throughout these playoffs. But he has just been so good to start games and so good to come out of the third quarter as well. And the odds are not as great in the third quarter as they are in the first for Jimmy Garoppolo in 265. Because I think that's just the mindset that they'll stick to the run early. And if they have success, that'll be the way that they score points and you look at KC they don't really have a strong run game better chance I suppose of Mahomes throwing a touchdown in the red zone as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo as maybe they could just run the football in there but I like both of these props and I agree I think the first quarter plus 145 is strong and I think coming out of the third quarter plus 130 is strong as well and it's just it's I think you know if you're putting your money down I will lean with Mahomes over Jimmy Garoppolo I think it's a little bit safer because this dude is setting records in one quarter of play, right? Yeah. So he can get it done in just a, in a small sample of time. But I like I like both of those. I think they both stand out. And you have one here, Patrick Mahomes, over 308.5 passing yards at minus 110. You feeling over or under? Yeah, I'm feeling the over on that again. There's going to be – I'm going to be mostly feeling overs. Obviously, I go into it knowing not every over it can hit, even though – uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think the the over on the game is going to hit. Still, not every single yardage prop, touchdown prop, not all the overs can hit. But if you do think this is going to be a high-scoring game, which I do, 
I'm not sure there are many safer overs than Patrick Mahomes going over what his yardage total is. Maybe Patrick Mahomes going over his touchdown number, but there, you know, touchdowns, we know how volatile they can be. We talk about that all the time in the fantasy world. Maybe Patrick Mahomes gets a rushing touchdown. Maybe they have a few big plays down to the inside the five yard line, and Damian Williams gets a couple of rushing touchdowns in this game. So touchdowns, touchdowns, excuse me, a little volatile. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' yards are as steady as they come, and even against a defense like this. I'm going to be willing to bet on Patrick Mahomes going over that 308.5 mark, uh, right around what his season average is. Uh, again, there's going to be there's going to be no Mahomes over that I want to go against. It's either bet on Mahomes or don't bet it at all. Uh, this is the one that's my favorite. So this is right there. This is like neck and neck with the touchdown props we just talked about. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes sails past that 308.5 number. It's a tough one for me. And, and it- your bottom line is you said if you feel it you bet it and you don't you don't and that's this is just one I just completely stay away from yeah Yeah, because you're right it's right around that average Mahomes is definitely obviously capable of it It only takes one or two plays for him to really get to that number I mean if he hits Tyreek Hill for a big bomb he's getting there like easily and and that could happen in the first quarter and you're just going to feel pretty comfortable about that over but that's that's definitely one I'm going to stay away from so you mentioned all the overs I'm with you I like a lot of overs and for the most part I usually do it's really hard for me to feel strong about betting an under even though last year we talked about that Super Bowl Vegas was loving it all the books are loving it oh I mean they God, made so much sure. money on everyone of the over this over that over this and it was under completely absolutely everywhere um so I guess we'll stick with these with these my favorite of the bunch actually and it's has nothing to do with the game itself is will they show a clip or a pick <laughs> of Joe Montana playing in a KC uniform absolutely are you kidding me it's a good one don't you think they will minus 220 i know it's minus 220 you're really gonna have to lay some juice but this is the montana bowl you play for both teams <laughs> they're, they're gonna bring him up there's no chance they don't bring up this guy and even if they show him obviously with you know, everything he's done in san fran they're gonna show him in a casey uniform too and it could be side by side yep, just pictures that's of what that, i was so. gonna say side by side yeah. side by side it's i actually too somehow, easy. i somehow like uh glossed over that didn't see it uh when i was going through all the props i didn't see it till you put it in our little show sheet here uh but absolutely like how can this not happen right yeah it's gonna, I mean, happen. It's gonna, it's gonna, gonna happen, happen early it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna happen for sure it's gonna happen 100 how do you not talk about one of the greatest quarterbacks one of the greatest super bowl performers of all time who played for two teams in his career these yeah. two teams i mean how is yeah. it not brought up right it would be it would be broadcast malpractice if they didn't bring it up oh yeah you you know, Joe Buck is already ready to go. Oh, he's it. he's got the best line. He's got such a clever line for that teed up. You know he does. He's probably cleared it with Joe Montana already. Yeah, sure. Right away, we're gonna no. Let let me take this one, Joe. I'll take this one. Um, yeah, I I'm surprised actually it was two twenty. So I I think it's I think it's a lock. I think it's gonna happen. So I, a lot on the stock, man. You got the overs. You got the overs on on rushing attempts. You got the overs on on receptions, receiving yards. I'll let you take it away on on some that you feel pretty strong about. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to necessarily do all of them. Uh, I just wanted to sort of, uh, you know, like sure. brain vomit all the, all on this show sheet and then circle back to the ones that I definitely did want to hit. Um, I see where your cursor is, and that's where I'm going to right now. Damian Williams over 13 and a half rushing attempts. Um, again, uh, he's in control of that backfield. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was inactive in the AFC Championship game. Um, Whatever contributions are made by Darwin Thompson um, are going to be minimal. This is uh, Damian Williams' show in the backfield. And so if I do think it's going to be high scoring and I do think the Chiefs are going to win, I think it's very hard for Damian Williams to not get over 13 and a half rushing attempts. This is a, a bet on game script and a bet on the Chiefs and a bet on Damian Williams' recent performance going back to the last couple of games of the regular season. You roll it all up and, and I think you get a nice big game out of Damian Williams, at least usage wise. So uh, over 13 and a half rushing attempts, that feels like a pretty strong bet to me. It's even odds minus 110, uh, totally fair odds. Obviously, that's what all these uh, yardage carry, touchdown, whatever props you want to talk about. That's what they're all going to be at. I like Damian Williams here. Of all those minus 110 ones, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorites as well. This is the one I, out of all these ones that are on the dock, and you would put them down first, ones that you liked, and I had, that was one that was on my short list as well. It's just, I agree with everything everything that you just said. And I was surprised to see, actually, Sean McCoy his he has props all over the board too, like rushing attempts, rushing yards, and he just hasn't been active. I don't even know. I assume he's going to be active because it's a big game and it's a Super Bowl, and there's a connection between him and Andy Reid. But I don't expect him really to touch the field. Do you? No, I mean I don't know how you could, right? I, he, right. Play, he didn't play at all in the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't even so active. I don't know how you could. I mean, if you if you 
really think he's going to either you have inside information for the Chiefs or you're nowhere near as smart as you think you are. Right. So he, Williams has only gone over 13 and a half three times this season. He's obviously been hurt at times when he was playing. It was a crowded backfield. They haven't had a strong strong run game all season long. But recently, to your point, 17 against the Titans, 12 against the Texans, 12 against the Chargers, 16 against Chicago. So there's his last four games. And then the Titans later on in the season had 19 and the game before that 12. So he's been right around that number now for six of his last seven games. He's healthy. The one that I like, and this is a little bit of a long shot, is just the first reception. Mm-hmm. And I'm picking Damian Williams at plus 500. I think, you know, there's decent odds there. I feel like they're going to use him a little bit. Maybe it's a fake handoff and just a quick slant over to Williams. I think it's an easy completion. Let's. There's always a little bit of some nerves, even as cool and calm and collected as Patrick Mahomes has looked over his two years and last year, the MVP and 50 touchdowns, and this year with the getting to the Super Bowl. I think it's just let's... Let's keep things simple here on this first drive. A little quick slant. Let's get Williams involved. Easy completion. So plus 500, Damian Williams. Put some money on that one. I like it a lot. You know what I like about that is that you really got to look for uh, good odds on those, right? Like mm. you don't want to look for – you don't want to bet on Travis Kelsey to get that. You don't want to bet on George Kittle to get that. Of course right. they're the most likely guys to get it. Tyreek Hill, right? Of course they're the most likely guys, but anyone is liable to catch the first pass of the game so you're not gonna mm-hmm. bet on someone who's the favorite to win there's just there, there's no there's no right, there's value no, in yeah. that. there's no value in exactly. that and uh, I went on a little bit of a value rant at the start of the playoffs where um you know who cares about value if they can't actually do what you're asking them to do but this is way different anyone can catch the first pass of the game you know the Vikings weren't gonna reel off three straight wins on the road and get to the Super Bowl. That's why I thought that there was no real value, no matter what their price was, in them winning the NFC. But anyone can catch the first pass of the game. So you, I think it makes a lot of sense to look for value. And Damian Williams at plus 500 is a is a, a wise way to go or a viable way to go for that one. That's part of the reason why I've got McCole Hardman first touchdown as a prop that I want to go on, plus 2,200 for McCole Hardman in the first touchdown of the game. This is a prop I fell in love with just in general, the first touchdown prop. Ten years ago, Saints-Colts mm-hmm. Super Bowl, uh, I hit that bet. It was Pierre Garçon oh, wow. who scored the first touchdown nice. of that game, and I had that, and I've uh, I- I've bet it every Super Bowl ever since. Uh, I've only uh, hit it twice more since then over the uh, interceding nine years, but it's one that feels it's, – it's a fun one, right? It's, it's something fun to cheer for. You Even if you're not going to bet on the 50-50 of the coin toss, you still have a little bit of something riding on the coin toss because you want the guy who you're betting on to – you want his team to get the ball first. You've got a little something there, and then you're hoping for something, uh, right? You're hoping for, uh, especially in McCole Hardman's case, uh, a situation where you know Chiefs are going four wide or maybe like a uh, third and 13 to pop up, something where he's going to be on the field, have an opportunity to make that big play. Plus 2,200 uh, in what I think is going to be a high-scoring game, a quick-strike guy like McCole Hardman, uh, sort of an off-the-radar guy, right? I mean, I guess no one's off the radar in the Super Bowl, uh, especially when you've been prepping for two weeks. But, you know, no offense to McCole Hardman, but the, the 49ers are going to be a little bit more zeroed on, uh, zeroed in on Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, even maybe Sammy Watkins. So I think uh, McCall Hardman can uh, take advantage of being the fifth option in the offense and pop in one big play. We've seen what his speed brings to this offense. Uh, we know that the reason he's on this team is because of that speed when they thought maybe they were going to need a Tyreek Hill replacement and uh, they've been able to fold him in alongside all those other weapons. Uh, plus 2,200. Let's do it, McCall. Let's do it. I like it. I it always feels good when you hit those ones. You're right. It's it's a long shot. And what's the point of, of picking, again, to your point about what we just talked about with these favorites, right? Damian Williams, I believe, was favored for the Chiefs. But, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what's the point of that? You want to take a long shot. Um, and I thought George Kittle had decent odds there for, for first touchdown at plus 1,000. Yeah. I mean, so 10 to 1, um, you know, tied for the team league in, in red zone targets with Debo Samuel. I know that the, I just talked about this earlier, and they're a team that most likely will run the football down in the red zone. But, I mean, George Kittle is he's a beast. I mean, we're not breaking news here. It's He's a red zone target for Jimmy Garoppolo, and I just like those odds at 10 to 1. So uh, I'm with you there on the first touchdown. I usually pick tight ends, but these tight ends are so good, it's it's tough, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so I, – I, I do this in season into games. Um, I think there's Darren Fells 
a Darren Fells one. I had hit 18 to one on, on the first touchdown earlier in the season. So I, I just like to go out on a limb and with these ones. And I think that's what you're doing more so than me with Kittle, uh, with McCall Hardman. You make a good point too. I mean, we saw it in the first round of the playoffs against the Texans. Okay. We'll just double team Tyree kill and then Kelsey ate him up. Okay, fine. We'll double team Kelsey and Tyree kill. And then it was Williams and Sammy Watkins. They ate them up. So right. I, I think it's sneaky there that you're going with McCall Hardman in there at 22 to one. Anything else before we get to some crazy, some crazier ones? Yeah, I'll, uh, I, there's one on here. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'll, uh, you need to explain. Um, I'll, I'll mention uh, one more that I was looking at. Um, and I thought I was going to like it a lot. Uh, Debo Samuel over 54 and a half receiving yards. It's starting to feel like a little bit too much of a no brainer for me to fully buy into, right? I mean, Debo Samuel has been uh, one of the breakout players across the league over the second half of the season, uh, really took on that mantle of number one receiver for San Francisco, uh, even after they made the trade for Emmanuel Sanders. And then he's only gotten better. I mean, in the last if you just look at the last quarter of the season and what he's done in the playoffs. I mean, you saw why uh, the Niners targeted him so strongly in the draft and why they're really excited about his future. This is going to be someone we're talking about as maybe one of the best receivers in the league in the not-too-distant future, uh, a multifaceted weapon, a guy who uh, has made a lot of hay on the ground, on jet sweeps. Uh, this is a guy who is really going to be able to do a lot of things for the 49ers, but 54 and a half. I mean, doesn't that feel kind of low with everything he's done and with everyone expecting this to be a high scoring game? Uh, I mean, it feels like he's if the 49ers are going to live up to their end of the high scoring bargain, he's got to have more than 54 and a half, which on one hand gets me excited. But on the other feels like, uh, why isn't this number, you know, 62 and a half, something a little bit higher. Yeah, it, it is strange. I'm glad you brought this one up. I was going to before we moved on. I, I, and if you like the Chiefs, I mean, why not? Because you, you feel like San Fran's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more to play some catch-up, to score some points. And Debo is – he's been right around that number on average since he's really broke out against Seattle 112, 134. He had a 50-yard game, 41-76, a 102 against Seattle again, and then 46 and 42 in his last couple playoff games. And – They've really, like I said, Shanahan hadn't had to dive into his playbook. Like he just let's run the football. Smart Great not, discipline. Smart let's run the football. Yeah. Let's run the football. Oh man, so smart. And give him a lot of credit, especially for an offensive mind who probably wants to throw the football a little bit, but just okay, this is working. Let's just continue to run here. And for Debo, who gets two catches, a team high, a tie for a team high, and forty six yards out of it. In a game where they didn't even need to throw the football, you expect them to have to throw the football a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. I like it. I mean, I think yeah, I like it too. Potentially, I'm on it. I'm back on it. Overthinking it a little bit. Get, get back on it. <laughs> He's back on it. Yeah, talk to you into it. I love it. Um, that's great. And there's another long shot one that I had too. It's just talking about the plus 500. His first sack, Frank Clark. This one is completely just I don't know. Like Mahomes doesn't really get sacked, and he, he, I mean he probably will at this point. We're talking about the Niners here, and. and they can really get after the quarterback, but I'm just going the other way. There's one quarterback I expect to get sacked. It would be Jimmy Garoppolo, Frank Clark, four sacks in the two playoff games. He has 11 sacks in his last nine games. No Jones is a little bit healthier, but even still Clark, I think is going to be a factor in this game. So again, it's a long shot people. So at plus 500, you don't really have to lay a lot of juice to get it. And it's just exciting. It's one of those things. It's like the you know you break out your phone and you, you time the anthem and you just you're focused in yeah. on who's going to get who was that that got that sack who was it yeah, yeah. so that's right? that's what it's I fun. want. It's I, fun. Give yourself as many time. avenues of rooting of interest as you could possibly have. <laughs> okay, there's one on here that I think you're going to have to explain. Yeah, for sure. I, I wanted to put this on there because this is a this is a shout out to my old uh, Sports Illustrated colleague Mitch Goldich who invented this stat. He made this up. Nice. He wrote a column about it last year, and it is now something you can bet on. So I just wanted to give him a big hat tip. He calls it an octopus. And what that is is a guy who scores eight points in a row, meaning he scores a touchdown, his team goes for two, and he also scores the two-point conversion. Ooh. Eight points, eight legs on an octopus, and this has caught on to the level that this is now something you can bet on. They were talking about it on uh, the Daily Line on ESPN, so the right there's a daily wager or daily line ESPN show. I forget which one. One of them's uh, you know an NBC sports show, and one of them's ESPN show. Either one, whichever one's ESPN show. They were talking about it there, uh, and this is something he just invented on his own. 
and now it's catching fire. So I just wanted to give him a hat tip for that. The yes, there will be an octopus. So someone will score a touchdown and follow it up by scoring a two point conversion is plus 1200. No is minus 3000. Um, I'm not going to be betting on it myself, but I mean, the, yeah, like how much of a curmudgeon do you have to be to bet the no on that, right? <laughs> to take yeah, minus no 3,000 to bet the no on that happening. Bet, just bet the yes. Just bet yeah, the yes. either have a little fun I, yeah. and bet the yes or just stay away from it. And this is, this is the, the actual scorer, right? This isn't Patrick Mahomes throwing a touchdown pass and then throwing a two-point conversion. This is the actual guy who puts the ball in the end zone. Right. I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. I actually had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's why I just like, wrote all the when I saw it. in the sheet. Yeah, yeah. Will there be an octopus? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, not a no. not a Red Wings game, anything like that. This is a, <laughs> no, this is no, a, a football thing here. And so, yeah, hat, big hat tip to uh, to Mitch Goldich uh, of Sports Illustrated. I know he's excited about it. You know, that made me think of just fun plays and trick plays. I mean, you should see this in the Super Bowl, obviously, the Philly special. We saw the the year that the Saints run. They really turned around that game with the onside kick out of the mm-hmm. second half. Um, there's There's been some just so many fun and smart. And we have just these two coaches in Reed and Shanahan are just, just so brilliant offensively. I was shocked, and I didn't bring this one up, but Jake had brought it up, and I took the over, and it just made me think of it when you're talking about going for two and, and how many times will teams go for two when they settle for the extra point and, and things like that. Over, under, two and a half passing attempts. Um, actually, for, like I worded that wrong. So will there be <laughs> three players to throw a pass in this uh, Nice. So obviously. Yeah you got to have another player. Right. I think yes. You think yes? I think yes. We, we've seen Sammy Watkins do it. We've seen this season Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders yeah. hook up with Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. in that game. I think, yeah, I think there'll be a little trickery. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I, I just, man, I, I, I fear Andy Reid overthinking this game and, like, outthinking himself. <laughs> well, he's never done that before. <laughs> exactly. And I just don't want if, – if they do lose – if they do end up losing, I really don't want the part of the narrative to be uh, Andy Reid did it again because he's such you know a great coach be. and he has such a great career and it's so hard just to get to this point. Um, and yeah, I don't think we should be judging, especially coaches, by Super Bowl wins solely. Of course, that's going to be part of the bottom line, but I really don't want it to be a, like another uh, Andy did it again. So I just hope he doesn't overthink himself. So I'm not saying I'm cheering against you if you're taking that, but. Let's just let it be, you know, like uh, Emmanuel Sanders or a fake punt, something like that. There you go. All right, <laughs> cross sport. Uh, we got a couple down here that we'll wrap it through before we get to our mm-hmm. final picks and our reasons for it. Um, Chiefs points plus four and a half over Luka Doncic points minus one ten. That game is on Saturday. They got the Mavericks and the Pistons, Detroit and. Uh, Dallas, what's your thinking here? Yeah, I like the Chiefs here. Uh, Luka averages 32.8 points per game. I think the Chiefs are getting into the 30s. So uh, to me right there, if you just take Luka's average and what I expect the Chiefs to do, what Vegas expects the Chiefs to do, what their implied team total is, it's basically even. So I'll take what feels like a free four and a half and, and go with Yeah, the my Chiefs. bad. That's Dallas and Atlanta on Saturday. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, that's all That's good. my yeah, – yeah, Dallas and Atlanta. You get a little Trey Young and Luka is always – I mean, it should be the the way those two teams play. You expect it to be up and down in a high-scoring game, certainly. And um, as someone who's got Luca and uh, John Collins on his fantasy team, I certainly hope it's a a high-scoring game. But uh, but again, it just feels like a game that it were or it feels like a matchup that, based on Luca's season average and the Chiefs' expectations, both uh, what we think they're going to do and what the odds makers think they're going to do, based on their implied team total, that this should be something that's more close to a pick'em. It just feels like almost a free at least like two and a half points that you're getting by taking the Chiefs. Yeah, and a small sample size, but I went back and looked at the Trey Young versus Luka games. Uh, 21 points in, in their first matchup. That was for Luka, 21 points, 7 for 18, shooting from the floor, and then 24 points. So um, not his best games, if you know, right. take it for what it's worth, but um, certainly not his best games. And you know what? The wait for John Collins is worth it, wasn't it? Oh, my God. He's been- so yeah, he's been great. Somebody offered me when he was suspended. Somebody offered me Blake Griffin. No, 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 no. Oh man, I, I know that Blake Griffin's going to miss disaster. time too. <laughs> I know that Blake Griffin is definitely going to miss time too. Okay, so any other cross sports that you're feeling? Yeah, um, I, I got it. You know, we talked about it right off the top. Miles Moore madness, bracket madness. I'm a college basketball guy. I'm not one of those college basketball guys who uh, stands for it being better than the NBA game. I'm not an idiot, but I just love college <laughs> basketball. So I got to get college basketball involved in this. And as you know, Meanie. Born and raised in Chicago. I went to Wisconsin. I went to grad school at Northwestern. I'm a Big Ten guy. There's a great Big Ten game on Sunday, so I wanted to bring those two things together. Illinois, Iowa, 
two teams that have surged to the top of the Big Ten. Iowa just got a huge win over Wisconsin earlier this week. It was a depressing night for me as a Wisconsin grad, but a great win, a great comeback for the Hawkeyes. I think they're probably the second best team in this conference behind Michigan State and Illinois right there. Uh, maybe the 2B to Iowa's 2A. Some people would say the 2A to Iowa's 2B. Some people would say the best team in this conference. Illinois finally going to go back to the NCAA tournament after seven years out of the dance. Io Dosunmu, we're going to be talking about him in the NBA next year. Georgie Bajanishvili, this is a, a great team, a, a physical team, uh, and they have a bet here. Uh, their combined points on Sunday is minus nine and a half against the 49ers rushing yards. And I think that the 49ers rushing yards is the way to go here. Um, Illinois and Iowa, two of the better uh, offensive teams in the Big Ten. Iowa, one of the best offensive teams in the country, period. But they've got a weird schedule this week as far as college basketball goes. You only see teams play two games a week, but because of the way the Big Ten did their schedule this year, Iowa, this will actually be their third game in seven days. They played Wisconsin on Monday. They've got another game uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, and then they've got this game on Sunday. So three games in seven days, a couple of travel trips for Iowa. That's just something that college kids aren't used to. On the other side, you've got Illinois as one of the best defensive teams in the conference. Brad Underwood has completely remade what that team does defensively. You go back uh, to his days at Stephen F. Austin and then at Oklahoma State. He was a guy who was just press, press, press. We're going to turn you over. Uh, he tried to do that at Illinois. Big Ten is a, is a conference that, because of the strength of its guards, is going to be able to weather that storm a little bit better than what he saw at his previous stop. So he completely rebuilt the defense this year, and it has worked to its advantage with Bajanishvili and Kofi Coburn uh, in the interior, one of the best interior defense teams in the country, one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten. Dasun Mu is a great defensive player, Trent Frazier as well. So I think that game's going to be lower scoring than people expect. And over at Ken Palm, he's expecting a 77-71 Iowa victory. So that gives you 148 points. I think it's even lower than that. And if 49ers are going to be in this game the way that we think they are, I think they're going to run for more yards than that. So uh, getting 9.5 on that, I do like the 49ers rushing yards over Illinois-Iowa combined scoring points. If that doesn't sell you on the athletics bracket madness, I don't know what will. Um, this phenomenal stuff from you, and you get me excited for March Madness. I agree, man. Like San Fran, just they had so much success. Six point eight yards per carry versus Green Bay, who ranked twenty third against the run according to Football Outsiders, and now against KC, ranked twenty ninth against the run. So, I mean, if there's one, yes, the the Chiefs' defense has been better lately, but. I think their secondary is the reason why. I know they've been a little bit better against the run, but they haven't gone up against too many terrific running backs over the last few weeks of the season. I know Derrick Henry uh, and whatnot, but um, I like it. I like that call. There was one that I, I wanted to throw in. I said it off the top just because I was there. I will do this just because you know, it's just it means something to me because I was there selfishly. Mm-hmm. I was at the Waste Management Open last year, and I took in every single shot at hole 16, and hole 16 is tough, man. It's rowdy. It's loud. It's, it's a party hole. It's fun. It's there have been a handful of hole on one hole in ones there um, over the course of its career, going back to 1988. There's been ten hole in ones. I mean, Tiger Woods did it back in 1997. It's just there's been so many missed extra points this season. It just seems like almost every game I watch, there's a missed extra point. So at minus two fifty. I know you got to lay a lot of juice there, mm-hmm. but there's certain sites that you could parlay props. It's probably one of those that maybe you parlay with a long shot in there as well. I mean, geez, would you get burned if you got the couple oh. long shots and then there was a whole That is a risky games. bet, dude. You'd, to yeah, parlay it with a long shot. Chris Meany, you'll <laughs> be mad. Uh, but that's that's how I roll. I like to, to, to get a little risky there. So I'm saying no hole in ones, and I'm going with there'll be some, uh, at least one missed so extra point. And then everyone's just going to go for two. There's no action on this if there's no missed extra point and no holes in one, right? Yeah, it'll just be a it'll be a wash. Yeah, yeah. Right? Butker and Robbie Gold, you're really, uh, really paddling upstream against those two guys. They're good kickers. Yeah, they're good <laughs> kickers. Did you think about the kicker props at all? Jake wouldn't want to talk to me about that. Yeah, well, but seven and a half for Butker? Hates, like seven and a half? He hates seven kickers and a half for no good reason. a couple field goals. <laughs> So you think that there, there's a good chance there could be an extra point miss? Oh, no, I don't think there's a good chance that there could be. I think these are two no, of the best no, kickers in the league. I'm saying that okay. Jake's Jake's okay. uh, kicker hatred is misguided at best. There you go. Okay, that's what you're saying. <laughs> that's yes, what I'm saying. I would agree with that. But, no, I think okay. that no, these two guys, I expect them to be – I'll put it this way. I'm not, betting against, I'm not betting against Harrison Butker or Robbie Gold. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, they are two good kickers. Let's get into the game. Hey, there's a, there's a football game, right? Time. There's a football there game. There is on a football Sunday. game. <laughs> yeah. Um, some offshore books I saw minus three Chiefs before the outcome of San Fran and Green Bay. And then San Fran just rolled Green Bay, opened up as a pick on 51. We have one and a half, according to Westgate, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, depending on where you look, you could see one. You can see one and a half. You could see a pick em, But we are going one and a half here, according to Westgate. The over-under, as I said off the top of the show, has jumped. It's gone from 51 to 54 and a half. You're feeling the Chiefs, obviously. Uh, I think you're leaning over, but I'll let you take it away on why you think Kansas City is going to win, and then I'll just follow up and tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to hear that. I can't wait to hear that. Uh, yes, leaning over, although with all the other action I already have in this game, I don't feel compelled to get in on that uh, because mm-hmm. you know it's not one I feel necessarily quite as confident in. I love the Chiefs, man. I love the Chiefs in this one. I uh, Once that... Uh, line came out at one and a half, I believe I got it at. I threw I threw uh, some money on it that Sunday night, that championship night after the 49ers polished off uh, the Green Bay Packers. This is not meant to be any disrespect to the 49ers. We've said time and time again on this show, uh, both on this specific show and all season long, that this is a Super Bowl contender. It took at least me a little bit of while to uh, come around to that, but uh, best team in the NFC arguably the best team in the NFL all year. Certainly, if you don't think they were the best team in the NFL, you had to say they were the second or, at worst, the third best team in the NFL. They've been able to do what they want to do almost every single week out. They're an excellent team. They're they're here to stay. This is not, I don't think, the 2018 Bears or the 2017 Jaguars. I think we're going to be hearing from this 49ers team for years to come. But I, it's just it's the Chiefs' time, man. It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's really, that's what it comes down to for me, is Patrick Mahomes and... um I think when you have such a a generational talent at the quarterback position and the way the game is played today, that they are hard to beat, that they are very hard to beat on this stage. And yeah, we've seen some recent games where the dominant defense, some recent Super Bowls, I mean, where the dominant defense has completely taken care of the dominant offense, Uh, Seahawks, Broncos comes to mind when the Seahawks just rolled the Broncos. It wasn't even a game 43 to eight. Uh, the final in that one, then the Broncos become the defensive team a couple years later, and they just totally shut down Cam Newton in what was truly one of the most boring football games I've watched start to finish in my life, a 24-10 to Broncos victory in the Super Bowl there. So there is some good recent history for the dominant defense over the dominant offense. All due respect to Cam Newton that season. All due respect to, to Peyton Manning, uh, the year that the Seahawks took care of business, and he set all sorts of records. Those guys aren't what we're seeing out of Patrick Mahomes over the last two seasons. Uh, This offense is built so strongly around him. They've got the right guy running the show in Andy Reid, and everything just came together with the team speed, with Mahomes and what he can do with his legs and how big of an arm he has, and with Andy Reid as the brain behind it all. Everything has come together to make this offense just an absolute juggernaut. I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to control them the way that they've been able to control some other teams. We have seen them go and win a shootout against another great team earlier this year in the regular season, that being the New Orleans Saints. But there's just something about this Chiefs team for me that I think they get it done. I think they get enough defense to win this game. I will take Chiefs 38, 49ers 31. Oh, wow. Okay. I said 38, right? 38, 31? You did. I, I sort you of did. misheard myself and got worried. I said 48. Chiefs 38. 49ers 31. It's the 49ers that tricked me up. Going to be an awesome game. I can't wait for it. Yes, it is going to be an awesome game. I can't wait for it, too. I have a tighter score. I just leave. I can't argue it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You bring up all good points. You bring up so many good points. Like, honestly, how can you argue a lot of those points that you've just brought up? I mean, I had some similar points that I wanted to bring up, too, and just of overall... typically the better defenses, you know, you hear that all the time, defense wins championships, but that's typically how it's gone over the past years. You're right. I mean, you brought up the the Super Bowl 48 between Denver and Seattle. A lot of people were talking about a blow in that game, and Peyton Manning was, you're right, he was setting records all over the place, and it it was a blow, but it was a blow the other way. I mean, you look at the 08 Steelers who who were very successful. Um, 
the fewest passing yards allowed. They won the Super Bowl. You look at the the Seahawks in 2013, the Super Bowl. You look at the one that they gave away in 2014. They were right there as well, and they gave that one away to the Pats. And then um, just talked about the Broncos. You can even go back to the mid '80s with Dan Marino and, and Miami. And, and it's a little different of a game. They had a little different of a game since it, then. It was a little bit different of the game, <laughs> but they did play San Fran, who was the the best defense in the league at that point, and and they absolutely crushed them as well. And it's it, it is a different game, but for the most part. We have seen these defenses show up, and they seem to always get underrated. And even though that this is just a point and a half, I feel like there is still a lot of disrespect on the 49ers. Look, they run the ball well. They have a great defense. And the offense is not awful. It's it's not it's bad. Good. as much as we. Offense. If, yeah, it is a good offense. As much as, you know, you could whatever you could say about Jimmy Garoppolo and what he hasn't had to do at points this season, they've won absolutely every way. You alluded to the shootout in New Orleans. They've won on their defense. When they've gotten behind in games against Arizona, they they were able to come back and even though it was against the Cardinals, they were still able to come back and Jimmy Garoppolo when he was forced to throw the football, he was able to do it successfully. That is the one the one thing that when I am backing the Niners here and I am picking them this weekend is that Jimmy Garoppolo, how much faith and how much trust do I have in him? Because that's been the one thing that you and I have talked about all year. We haven't questioned their defense at all. And we haven't questioned the run game. We haven't questioned Kyle Shanahan and the offensive play calling. None of that has really been in question. It's just been Jimmy Garoppolo and some of the throws and some of the picks that he has thrown. And when he has had to really throw the ball, sometimes he really does make mistakes. And he's not... There's When I look at both teams... I think San Fran is better almost everywhere besides the quarterback position and probably the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think we'll give the win there. But every everywhere else, I mean, the offensive line, the def, the, the, the four that they're going to be able to get pressure after the quarterback, the secondary, the run game, uh, I think maybe even the coach in Shanahan. Ooh. No disrespect to Andy Reid. I know he has a lot of experience, and I know he had 207 wins is the most wins ever to, for a coach to not have a Super Bowl. The first guy to take two teams. I get all of that. But with me, with Shanahan, I really am impressed with with what he's been able to do. I go back to the Super Bowl that he coughed up and he gave away. That was a strong Patriots defense, too. And he jumped out to a strong, really strong start. And I think he probably learned a thing or two from that game, maybe to run the football a little bit more. I would say so, yeah. So for me, I think what I saw against Green Bay and a team that ranked 23rd, I said this earlier, against the run and almost seven yards per carry, just the holes that they create. Do I expect Mostert to have that kind of game? No, it was historic. He's not going to have that kind of game. He's not going to have over 200 yards and four touchdowns. It's just, it's not going to happen. But Kyle Jusick is a guy that I think he's underrated. He's the guy that sets these holes He's Kyle Shanahan's guy. The guy you brought. Why did why did he bring him in? Everyone joked about it. Why the heck are they bringing this guy? And when you watch the 49ers and the holes that he creates in this offense and what he's able to do and the play calling, I actually do give the edge here to to Shanahan. And it's really not. I don't want that narrative either. You talked about it. If they if they lose, is it going to be any Reed? Is it going to be a call from him? Is is it a time management thing? All these things that we've seen from Reed in the past. It's just. I don't feel like KC is coming in all that hot. Yeah, they are offensively. They're spotting teams points. I don't think you can do that in this Definitely game. Definitely can't do yeah, that Yeah, they're capable of coming back. Can. I don't think if they get down by 14, 10, 14, that's going to be a big problem for them. Oh, and yeah. This isn't the Houston penalties. or Tennessee. And they've made some mistakes on defense, too. Right? They've, they've made a couple mistakes on defense over the past couple weeks. We talked about the one play... Uh, who is it, Kenny Stills? Like Things like that. They've, they've just made a couple miscues in the secondary, and I just think that this that San Fran is just more sound. And like I said, run defenses, run offenses and better defenses in general, just travel better. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to come down to the final play. And I think San Fran wins it on the final play on a field goal. Robbie gold four thirty one. 31 Robbie gold. <laughs> miss an extra meal, miss an extra point earlier in the game. But when it's all on the line, he's going to kick that game winning field goal. Listen, this is going to be uh it's going to be a great game. Beller for, for people who think it's going to be a blow. And you didn't come here with a blow in the score, no. like seven points is touchdown. For people who think it's going to be a blow. I think, um, I think those people haven't really watched the 49ers play football this year. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I mean, I think this is going to be one of our favorite Super Bowls of the last decade or even two decades. Uh, looking back, uh, over over the list of recent Super Bowls, this is going to be a really fun one. I love the matchup. I love the stylistic clash. I love the new blood. 
I think we're going to have a ton of fun on Sunday watching this and watching our bets play out. And it starts right off the bat with that uh, with that national anthem. And I'll say this to you, Meanie, <laughs> to bring this full circle. We started with the national anthem. If you are right, the next podcast and the 49ers do win. If you're right, next podcast we do together, I'll sing the Canadian national anthem for you. Ooh. Yes! Which is a great national oh, anthem. I love it. It's like a top five national anthem of any country. What, where would you rank yours? Because I, I, I love... It's a good one. It's, it's a great story. It's a great... I mean, the, the, the yes. U.S. national anthem, the story's excellent. Francis Scott Key, man, that guy knew how to, that guy knew how to write a poem. I just, it's a great story, and it's you know, based on something that really happened. So it's a great... It's in there, too. I, th- I think they're both... We, we, do, we do well with, uh, with national anthems in North America. We screw up a lot of other yes. things, but <laughs> we know how to write a national anthem in North America. I will say that. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to that. I just... Before we get out of here again, it just really is. To set it off the top, it really is strength on strength, isn't it? I mean, Casey yeah. number two passed DVOA according to Football Outsiders. San Fran number two passed DVOA defense according to Football Outsiders. The second Super Bowl ever between a team that led its conference in rushing yards and one that led its conference in passing yards. Got to go all the way back to Super Bowl four with Dallas and Miami for that one. It's just, it really is strength on strength. I'm, I'm, ex- I love the fact that we are getting this game. Honestly, like no disrespect to the Packers and the Packers fans out there. It just wouldn't feel the same. Honestly, like Rodgers and Mahomes, nah, I don't care about about any of that. I just, I'd like mm-hmm. the strength on strength with these two offensive minded coaches. Um, unfortunately, one team does have to lose. Right. But Beller, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been fun to do this show with you and you know, hopefully we'll be back. It has been, man. I've loved it. I loved it going all the way back to the very first week of the regular season, and we didn't know what uh, was going to happen. We certainly thought one of these teams could be here. We (laughs) didn't think the other one would, but uh, it's been a fun ride with you, my man. I can't wait to do it again. All right, so everybody enjoy the game. Um, Most of all, hopefully you win some money, but, you know, again, just have some fun with it. Any questions, at Mbeller, at Chris Meany, and we'll catch you in hopefully a few months. Cheers. Cheers.